0: What's up everybody and welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCord, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. What's up? You're sick again. I am. You stay what in a perpetual, there? just cyclical, cyclical cycle of sickness. <sighs> You're down with a cyclical
1: sickness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's that's, pretty rough. That's, that's you. Me and Caitlin both are down pretty bad. Yeah, y'all got um, the sinus
0: and incoming yeah. weather. It it was like 70 degrees one day to which we had tornadoes just an hour and a half away. Yep. And then now it's like 28 degrees in the daytime, like 10 degrees in the nighttime. Then midday will be 50 degrees. (sighs) Yeah. It's It's just, uh, it wreaks havoc on um, everything. Abby's got a little bit of the itchy throat and drainage. So we, um, yesterday, because we had lunch with you guys yesterday. Yes. And we went and saw our first movie with Violet. It was a very eventful day. But Abby started to feel like, she, ooh, I may be getting something too. So we went and got some elderberry, sumacol, oh, tablet. tablets, tablets, yeah. and some alka seltzer mix-ins, nice. and some Delsom instead of Vicks. It's you know Delsum cough syrup. Sure. Well, is great if you never used it for cough syrup. Use Delsum. It's my it's number one pharmacist recommended. Okay. I it from my time at the WAG, um, but now Delsum makes like they're comparable to Vicks but it also, when you rub it on your chest and stuff like that, it also helps sore throat somehow and drainage. Well,
1: so I sticks. could use some of that at yeah. this moment, but
0: I'll rub some delsum
1: stick no, on your chest. No, I'm okay. You don't want me,
0: you don't want me to rub my I'm going to keep the talking.
1: I'm going to be very loud. I'm going to, I'm going to enunciate the okay. best I can. Okay. Because I actually listen back to the times I am sick and I'm absolutely insufferable to those of you listening. I apologize. <laughs> Not that um, bad. So I'll keep talking to him and it's totally, you know, it's it's a good thing, too, because I didn't watch hardly anything this week. I did.
0: I made it. Well, I didn't (coughs) do too much, but we watched we had five movies to watch Christmas wise. And then I happened to watch another five movies this week, too. Um, But anyway, you done anything crazy this week before we get into Uh, the stuff? Just work. I've had a busy weekend. Why would you send me a picture of Lube? Uh, I was pulling some wire
1: Yeah I was at a church today you uh, use
0: lubrication for that?
1: Yeah Whenever you're Sending a bunch of Cable into Conduit You got those bins You gotta get You gotta get up Into those bins Especially when there's Already cable in there Everything you just said You gotta Oh I know Move up the
0: cables To get yeah.
1: up and in there And it gets messy Wow Very messy That's wild to me Yeah What else you been doing? Uh, not a whole lot. Like I said, we've been sick. Caitlin's been sick since Thursday. So yeah, I've been, she's, she's been she said she's taken care of her. Um, But no, it's been it's been OK.
0: So we took Violet to go see her first movie. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, She did really well. She made it uh an hour. The movie's only a little an hour and a half long. And she made it an hour and five minutes, hour and ten minutes in before she needed to go potty. And she noticed a projector booth around the same time. Oh, so she's like, what's that? what's that but we sat in towards the top like four rows down from the top yeah there was only a couple other families in there um but yeah she did she did really well sat in her booster seat in between us for the majority that whole first hour and then uh, Abby took her to go pee and then she came back and watched the rest of the movie in Abby's arms so overall first theater experience for two and two two year old and some change really well a uh, really fun movie to go see the first time which we'll get in we'll get into that movie a bit later too um other than that say I watched some Christmas movies, Watched, uh, did a Godzilla double feature. I, did I didn't expect well. to do the same day. I didn't
1: do it Godzilla feature. Uh, but I yeah. did
0: that. Um, played a little, a little, I watched the video game awards. There's a ton of new games coming out. Look, all of them really dope. Um, Sisal Quantum even made a news story for this week, so um, which I meant to actually show you because there's a tr- Matthew McConaughey is doing his first video game as the star. Um, and then Hideo, Hideo Kojima, which he may not mean anything to you. He, I mean, I know who he is. Okay. Well, he's doing a video game Xbox exclusive with, with Jordan Pill. Uh, uh, is that
1: the one that Timothy Chalamet announced?
0: Uh no. He's just announced it. He just, announced it. It. He's he's just, just a a helped announce. I gotcha. it. Yeah, he he'd had a quite a few uh he played quite a big part at the video game awards. Like Keanu. Timothy Reeves
1: Chalamet. An Xbox three sixty controller mod. Yeah,
0: modded controller. Yeah. Yeah, that was his name. And then uh yeah, Keanu Reeves was the big video game award announcer last year. This year it was Timothy Chalamet was the big one. Uh so that was pretty neat. But anyway, um yeah, let's jump into the trailer roundups, man. Let's do uh, it. Let's start with the seating. Uh, this is a psychological, looks like a psychological horror film uh, coming out next year. Um, it's about a guy who looks like he goes on a camping retreat or like a hiking, <laughs> climbing retreat or whatever. And when he gets out there, he goes to hike out. You know what? I'm just going to read the synopsis because I'm going to sit here and just butcher it if I don't. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's probably the safest thing a seating uh when a hiker gets lost in the desert a gang of feral children propelled by haunting legacies traps him in a sadistic battle for survivor with a frightening end game there we go that's okay better. yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty good um so this is starring scott hayes and kate lynn shill
1: um I feel like I'd seen her in something else before.
0: Same. And I feel like I've seen him in something else before. Oh, Venom, Minari, Jurassic world, antlers, midnight special.
1: No him. Okay.
0: I know old Henry, only the brave. I've seen every one of those movies. So I've definitely seen this guy in some stuff. Uh, and then she is in your next Brigsby bear. Mm, that's probably all you would have seen her in. If anything, I don't even think you would have seen your Next. Nope. Anyway. Yeah. This is a short 94 minute film, which fits what it is. Uh, this kind of reminds me of The Hills Have Eyes, but a little less v- gruesome, maybe. Okay, but this looks this looks like a lot of fun. It's not like a horror movie. I mean, it is. Yeah, that'd be. There's... But it's not like a. I don't know. To me, this is like a fun horror. I don't know how to make that sound right, but like you could do this movie. I think.
1: Yeah, I actually i'll I'll plan on watching this one. It looks yeah. really good. It looks well made. It the looks, concept is like it's like the it's like
0: a horror movie. Goonies. That's like the way it made me feel. Like if the Goonies was a horror okay. film somehow. Yeah, but the Goonies are the one terrorizing this guy. I don't know. I, I get the feeling it's like
1: like if the children of the corn were just left in a
0: desert. Or the, or the lost boys from Peter Pan got stuck. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, this looks it's just this guy who's trying to escape and they throw this girl down there with him to help kinda of take care of him and <laughs> you know, he can't escape and they just haunt him and torture him the whole whole movie She's got to be plant, right? They planted her. or she's not real. Or she's mother or she is mother she, or yeah, the whole time she's over all of the children. I don't know. And they just breastfeed off of her. Maybe just, I don't know. We'll see. But the seating has jumped up to a uh, very exciting watch for me. Yeah. I, I do want to see that on the other end of the kind of spookier films is sunrise. And this is guy Pierce's new film in this movie. On the other hand, looks like a 2006 PowerPoint just not good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I didn't think this looked good at all. Uh Guy Pierce I thought looked pretty good as a whole, but I didn't think anything else did. I'm trying to find it on Letterbox. I don't even see it. No, you can't
1: find Sunrise anywhere on Letterbox. Really? Wow. Um, the concept looks like really interesting, but just based off the trailer it it's kind of like it, it reminded me not in the type of movie that it is but the level of production the type of script and i don't know it kind of reminded me of rumble through the dark yeah to where there's probably a lot of good intentions yes. with the plot it's but- a vampire plot to me that's what i got out okay, of it yeah so Guy pierce
0: seems to be this like traveling like
1: a quaker just like
0: yeah like like a Van Helsing almost kind of guy. Yeah. But he's not, and he's warning these people about this evil and they take the sheriff. But kind of controlling them though. Yeah, he's here to investigate this cult, but also, yeah, like dictate this town. Yeah. And this cult sacrifices people to the woods and the woods come out there and they let this guy go. And then now all of a sudden he needs to feed on blood and these other people get keep, keep getting taken to this tree after him. So to me, it's like they're turning people into vampires and, you know, this town's going to turn into a vampire town.
1: Based off the trailer though, I didn't get the vibe that he was an actual vampire. They, it was kind of like a witch, like, like witches back in the day, like where he was accused to be one, even though he might not have been. And these people saved him because they left him out. So why is he drinking blood? I some amnesia. amnesia? I don't know. I don't know. Like he thinks he has to because these I mean, people. I don't I mean, it doesn't
0: look like the worst movie ever. I mean, i saw thought that I'm not, <coughs> but it's not what I'm just gonna watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'd have to be bored and need to watch something to watch that. Um, it's not one of those ones like i thought god as a bullet could go either way um
1: you really have to watch rumble through the dark and i'm losing my voice now Are see i miss- don't see
0: rumble through the dark i just don't know if i'm gonna end up watching that <laughs> it's not worth it see i know that's the thing <laughs> i started I actually started to i saw it on uh look movie the other night and i was like you know what mm, no no i'm not because i just didn't want to because i saw hunger games was on there plus the, the marvels and i was like I don't want to watch either of those better, but I'd rather watch both of those before I watch Rumble Through the Dark. Would you yeah. watch the Hunger Games again or Rumble to the Dark?
1: Because you didn't like the Hunger Games either. The Hunger Games probably just because it's at least stylish. Yeah. It's a, it's at least pleasant to look at. Rumble Through the Dark was just not pleasant. So,
0: yeah. You know what is at least pleasant and very, actually more than just pleasant? Uh, so. Self- Reliance. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to say that Tyreek Hill just returned to the game.
0: Oh, no, I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. That makes me very, very happy, even though I don't need him to win. I'm just. Well, I need him to not play because I need Jalen Waddle to yeah. put up some
1: points mm-hmm. so I beat Alex.
0: Yeah, because I don't know how this whole playoff bracket goes. Me and Zach are clinched, but the rest of you guys are scrambling. Self <laughs> uh, reliance. Uh, this is Jake Johnson's directorial debut, I believe um i
1: think he's directed
0: i thought so too but in there it said deb- uh, directorial something but i thought he's directed i just thought, stuff th- too. I just
1: thought it said written and directed by yeah because he was he's no, done
0: this is his first film directed w- well then he is he's produced okay four films and written five i think he's done some tv as well yeah maybe he's directed T he is his first feature film yeah. uh but he's written five produced four okay so anyway uh self-reliance is comes out january 12th on hulu um starring jake johnson and kendrick and andy sandberg uh with some nice appearances of people like uh, christopher lloyd and wayne brady uh, the s- synopsis is when a man is offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters try to kill him he thinks he has found the perfect loophole they can only attack when he's alone his only problem is that none of his friends or family believe the game is real um, Yeah, so he's like approached at the beginning by actor Andy Samberg, which was a surprise I didn't see coming. It's not, it was actually actor Andy Samberg, not, you know, Andy Samberg playing a bit. Yeah. Um, He gets Jake Johnson in the car, and I guess it's kind of like a squid game moment, kind of offers him to play this game. And it's like, uh, what's that classic book? The Hunt, (gasps) like The Manhunt, or uh, Um, The Most Dangerous Game. Most Dangerous Game. It's like that played out in the real world, but it's like the Truman Show. Like they're always filming and uh, somewhere like hidden cameras, I guess and um all these people are trying to kill him like john wick continental style yeah and uh if he's alone he could be killed if not he's good to go so him and anna kendrick i guess are both playing the game somehow they find each other yeah and after a few you know duds for jake johnson trying to find like homeless dudes or whoever to try to help him out um he used him and andrew kendrick just had to team up and i guess split the winnings but if it comes down to both of them won't one of them have to kill the other most likely. That's where I think it would be heading. Uh, but no, this doesn't. It's 89 minutes. So that's a brisk. This is a brisk film. It's a lot of a lot of quick movies. I know, which I think this is a good candidate for an yeah. 89 minute film. Um, this looks really good. Like I, I this, it's got three and a half written all over it. But I think I could really kind of like Andy Sandberg's Palm Springs. I got a ton of life and enjoyment. I gave that one four, four and a half. Really enjoyed that a Hulu film came out last year, two years ago. Did you ever see it? No, you should give it a go. Palm Springs is really good. It's a it's a comedy psychological twister. I wasn't expecting it's really good. Uh, Self-reliance kind of gives me the vibes. It could take a harsh turn somewhere at some point. Uh, But even if it doesn't just this plot alone, plus Jake Johnson adding Andy Samberg, I'm
1: all in. Do you do you like this? uh, The the choice to have an actor play themselves in a movie
0: nine times out of (laughs) ten when they do it, it's meta enough that it works. And Andy Sandberg seems like he's playing like a villainous version of himself in some way. So yeah. he's not really playing himself. So I'm okay with that, I think. Okay. Um just curious. You gonna watch this one?
1: Uh yeah. This like is Ch- no. this is a good one you'll 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 go for. Yeah. I like Jake Johnson, Ada Kendrick is enjoyable. Um yeah, Andy Samberg playing Andy Samberg. Um
0: yeah, I'm on Hulu, January twelfth. Unfortunately, we gotta talk about the underdogs yeah this movie looks so bad and it's the same director who did Uncle Drew Drumline uh Mr. Mr. 3000 uh those are all I like Mr. 3000 Bernie Mac so this should be good and maybe it will be I just don't think it looks very good this is a new comedy prime comedy come to Amazon Prime movie yeah starring Snoop Dogg and Mike Epps um it's a story of former NFL superstar Jason Jenning uh two Jace, who after a run in with the law agrees to coach youth football term or youth football team in lieu of prison in the hopes of relaunching his fledging fledgling career. Like you said, when we were watching the trailers, bad news bears. Uh, yeah. And, uh, just a modern r- r- story story that this I thought might be good. Cause I think of like the, it's not highly reviewed, but I liked the comebacks starring, uh, um, freaking what's his name? Champ kind from anchorman. Kroshner, I can't remember say his name. Uh, I like the comebacks. It was a stupid, cheesy football comedy, and I like yep. Woody Harrelson's last year, Champions, uh, where he's a in, basketball the basketball coach. version of it was really good. Um, you know, these movies done right, as cliche as they can be, can be pretty funny. Bad News Bears, obviously the remake with Billy Bob Thornton, I thought was really good. Um, I mean, Little the original Giants. is really good. Little Giants is Little like Giants is good, amazing. Yeah, um, this doesn't look good. It just doesn't. I yeah. don't. I don't have any desire to watch this now. I know there's a red band trailer out too, but even with a few f bombs
1: littered in there, I still don't think it would be that funny. You know what I mean? I so I'm surprised to hear this. Uh, For me, yeah, I uh, just don't. Th- you thought it looked funny? I th- I thought it was at least at best. It's a three and a half. No, no. This
0: looks like a prize. This looks like a. Oh my gosh! What? I was pulling up. Freud, Freud's last session. Yeah. And Matt Naglea gave it two
1: stars. Oh, okay. Uh sorry, go ahead. No, I I'm not a fan of Prime. I'm not a fan of like their production quality. Um, it kind of has like that's the thing about these streamers is mm-hmm. they have a look. Netflix has a look, Max has a look, um, Hulu and and Prime honestly. Prime is- the, feels feels like the cheapest of them
0: all. They do, and Prime also has the most inconsistent tone of them all.
1: Yeah. Um, but I thought at least Snoop Dogg's like performance seemed consistent.
0: Yeah, I didn't have a problem. Actually, that was that was a surprise. I thought Snoop Dogg actually looked all right. Which How I didn't do you think
1: about ex- Mike Epps though? I mean Mike Epps is Mike Epps. I'm
0: never I mean, he's just universally Mike Epps.
1: Okay. Well, I'll hold out hope a little bit. You can watch
0: that one and let me know how it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Our last trailer is Freud's Last Session. Um, comes out this Christmas, so just a couple weeks. Uh, this is a long freaking synopsis. Uh, on the eve of the Second World War and at the end of his life, Sigmund Freud invites iconic Arthur, author C.S. Lewis for a debate over the existence of God. Exploring Freud's unique relationship with his lesbian daughter, Anna and Lewis, unconventional romance with his best friend's mother, the film interweaves past present and fantasy bursting from the confines of Freud's study on a dynamic journey so the skew of letterboxd it's not even out yet and it's all super negative i can see this movie being overwhelmingly deci- divisive yeah um because depending on where they go It, Cause I just looked up a Christian Christians like this movie, apparently some Christian reviewers. Okay. Um, and a lot of LGBTQ people do not. Yeah. I can see this film and, I, and this doesn't seem like the kind of film that's going to make a stand. I don't really feel one way or the other. I no. just think it probably is going to be too open-ended for this culture. Especially when you have an Anthony Hopkins led movie. Yeah. That's going to catch spotlight it, it, and C.S. It, CS Lewis for better or for worse of what you mean, of what you think about him because <laughs> of the Chronicles of Narnia and even beyond that, like Mere Christianity, Screwtape Letters, I feel like those are pretty like outside of core Christianity. People know, have heard of Mere Christianity. very yeah, classics. Yes. Yeah. The Great Divorce. I mean, C.S. Lewis is not a unknown name. You know I mean, what I
1: there's mean? A, there's a, a it wasn't Broadway, but like there is a production of Screwtape's Letter. Like that right. is.
0: Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis is a household. I mean, well, household names are stretched, but. If if someone says the name C. S. Lewis, it's gonna people are gonna probably know who it They're is. They're gonna recognize it. Yes, and obviously, I would say, arguably, if you went to a high school or just even around your work, and you said, "Who do you who who do you know more about C. S. Lewis or Sigmund Freud?" People are gonna say C. S. Lewis. Yeah. So, I thought the I thought the trailer looks good. A little a little all over the place for my, my taste for the for a trailer. Yeah. I didn't,
1: honestly, I didn't track that it was C.S. Lewis till the end.
0: I wouldn't have until he, because he, the only time they say it's, at the beginning, he said, welcome Mr. Lewis. I knew ahead of time, Yeah, looking up trailers that it was C.S. Lewis. I wouldn't have caught it either until the end. Um, this is my kind of film though. I, I enjoy, like in, in Matt Naglea, which I like from Next Best Picture, he said, both the performances are incredible. The dialogue are incredible. The movie just doesn't rise to their level. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that means because I've seen it because that's kind of a loaded I, I get what he could be saying Yeah, but if both of their performances are incredible and their dialogue is incredible that's enough for me uh, it, but it's probably and it looks like it's not just a one location you have flashbacks to war and stuff like that too I don't know it, and it's not as long as you would think it is so take a stab how long do you think this film is uh one One, ten. one eighteen. Uh. this at trailer This I had this pin for like one hundred and forty like, long, oh, wow. too long. Yeah. But uh, no, 100, you know, just two hours, just under two hours long. Um, this is something I'll definitely watch, and I think I'll probably enjoy. Um, definitely going to give it a go. So, where, where, where do you stand with this?
1: I, this is not, not really my type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I could see where the discourse, the issue with it, I could see where this movie goes. Like you said, not really making a stand, but yeah. showing both sides because it is, I guess, Freud's last debate kind of uh, wrestling with the afterlife more likely. Um, and so how how they try to write this out. I mean, the performance is like like the uh, the Gleo, Is that his last name? That neglect
0: neg- is any G L A I A or something.
1: Uh, but how how he puts of, of you know the performances are great, mm-hmm. but wonders if it matches the script. I I can see that being a real issue just based off the trailer. So, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I don't care. I think I, I get why people are gonna be upset about it, but it doesn't seem like the kind of movie that's really gonna make big ripples anyway. And it's
1: coming out on Christmas. You know. Yeah. There's. It seems pretty obvious how this movie's going. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I I will watch it because, but I think this is very. I don't think this movie is. I think Anthony Hopkins is very. It's funny because I think he's being more selective on the roles he's taking right now. And
1: and he actually has. I feel like he's spoken out recently about his faith. Yeah, Uh, not not like. I think he's just leaning more towards roles like that. That like he did another
0: like Shakespearean one recently that nobody saw. This is going to be one that's (laughs) probably going to be underseen. I just think he these are his type of, like he did the son, the father yeah. recently. I just think these are kind of the type of films he's wanting to more go on. Uh, not these blockbusters, not these, not that he ever did blockbusters, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this, the campy classics, whatever. I just feel like he's kind of doing his own thing. So good for him. But yeah, that's our trailer roundups. Uh, for me, it's the seating self-reliance and Freud's last session. They got me, got me real excited. Yeah. So, um, pick one of those which ones you're most anticipated uh probably
1: the seating the seating yeah um
0: all right what what we've what we been watching you've been watching nothing <laughs> you really not watch a show or anything I watched a show
1: you I watch? mean I watched a little bit um I'm caught up on uh murder at the end of the world okay uh, which yes. I I think when we talked at group this week yes. with the slacks uh Alex and Casey have been watching it I wasn't I wasn't all the way in are you now did, that I'm caught up now you that, that I'm caught that, up you hit that spot it, it's good so um, not great it's still not great, but I appreciate that there's decent TV. I've also started watching Fargo.
0: All like Billy Bob. I've,
1: I've, I've started on the first season. I think I will watch the second. You already because you sec- already seen the second, or you're watching I've it got now. One episode left of in the, the first second. season. Oh, okay, how do you like Billy Bob? Amazing, amazing. Yes, so good. Um,
0: so good. And amazing watch, that you go from watching bad santa this week to fargo well
1: that's actually i started watching fargo first so um, it was kind of weird going into fargo <laughs> with uh you know him playing that character and then watch season two because season two is like acclaimed is that like, you
0: and mcgregor's or is that season I, yes three? i think so okay. yeah
1: um yeah because season two apparently is like oh, season some of the great. best some of the best tv out there yeah it's great um, you'll enjoy and then we'll jump into season five to hopefully be current um because those those episodes are releasing weekly and john ham judo temple i forget who else uh, which we will talk about some of this stuff at
0: the on thursday's episode because we're going to break down the uh golden globe <laughs> nominations which came out uh this morning uh, or late last night yeah and um a lot of these names you'll see in there so the golden globes as you know every year we break down the golden globes well this is our second year in a row now Um uh, and the Golden Globes are typically a good precursor to what your Oscars, uh, your Oscar nominations are going to be. So um, that's all you've been watching.
1: Yeah. Um, I started Leave the World Behind um, yep. and I fell asleep. Well, I finished it. Yep. And so what I would love for you to do. Is at some point when you get to this movie, you go in however order you want. Yeah,
0: I'll just go in order I, of how I watched them. So I'll just start with <laughs> yeah. Leave the World Behind. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll just jump into I, it.
1: I was very hesitant on this movie. Um, Why? Uh,
0: the plot. Okay, I didn't understand. I didn't know what the plot
1: was. I, I couldn't. I couldn't fully tell from the trailer. over an hour into it. Again, I fell asleep probably the last ten minutes into that. Over an hour into it, I had no idea really what was what, what was happening. The purpose, uh, like when the self-driving cars kind of happen. I, you kind of get an idea. So you made it to the Tesla. So. Yes. And so outside of that casting's great. I love the daughter Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in uh, Industry which is an amazing television show. I know she's been in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies done Money recently. Mm-hmm. She kind of has her character that she plays. Yep. That really isn't a stretch outside of that but enjoy her. Um, Marshall Ali is Amazing Julia Gardner, perfect. Honestly, no, Julia Roberts or Julia Roberts, yes. um Perfectly cast. Yeah. Somehow, Ethan Hawk was great. Yeah. um And isn't this was the dude at the store? I Kevin Bacon. I, why are they in movies together? Who? Uh, Kevin Bacon and Ethan Hawke. Because they could be look like they could be potentially brothers. I, I it's so freaky. Um. So, casting's great. The cinematography. I'm not. Sold on. It's objectively great. It's
0: also objectively too much. It's really disorienting. It is, and it's too frequently. Like it, yes, th- there's used, some, no- there some novel. I really thought there were some novel shots. That I was like, oh, that's neat, and then five seconds later you get it again. Then a yeah. minute later you get it again. I was like, okay, I'm tired of that now. Where I thought this was pretty neat, now you've ran it into the
1: ground. So before you before you explain this, because I. What I want you to do is explain this movie to me. Yeah. And if it's good enough, I'm gonna finish. But my reason I I watched this on my phone. Oh no. Oh, I had no choice. This is definitely a big screen kind of film, actually. I disagree because in those points where the screen like shifted, I wanted to move my phone. Oh, see, I was having time of my life up here. It it so it kind of gave me because I think this is a tech takeover type of movie. Yeah. And I've I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know whatever, but I felt myself wanting to move my phone like this, this representation of like technology. See, no, technology is controlling me. I want to move my phone. Yeah. See, uh, it's I, a stretch. I'm, but, I'm not the
0: target audience for that.
1: But pitch it to Old me. School. What's going on? All
0: right. Well, I'm just going to read the synopsis. Uh, first of all, in Letterboxd, uh, there's no going back to normal. A family's getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door. (laughs) So the film centers around Julia Roberts and her family which is her. Julia Roberts uh, plays Amanda. Her husband is Ethan Hawke who plays Clay. And her daughter uh, Farrah McKenzie who plays Rose and her son uh, who's played by Charlie Adams. His name is Archie. They basically go off and uh, do an impromptu Airbnb is not the right way to do it, but I guess it is kind of an Airbnb. I mean, it's rich, rich people, it's, Airbnbs. Yeah, it's not. Like I said, they never called it Airbnb. It's like multi million dollar, like
1: in the middle of the freaking hills. I think they want to the say world. it was like a thousand, over a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, it was, uh, because at one it was point 12, he was 50, like, it was 1250. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Crazy. 12, yeah. So it was like stupid, insane money. And it was it, like these like multi level, like what 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 you would see like at the parties at Babylon in the movie yeah. Babylon,
1: like those kind of like Hollywood. I I, f- I found it hilarious that, uh, Julie Roberts' uh characters like this was her idea. Yeah, and it, the movie opens kind of with her just disgusted with the world, and she's yeah. like, "I want to get away," yeah. and so she books this place. So
0: anyways. yeah, and it is secluded. It's in the you know, I mean, yeah. it's
1: it's like it's a, Long Island.
0: Yeah, it's in Long Island, but it's like way out in the woods, only like super rich people are out there and the houses are like miles apart but they're out there still so you're not super secluded kind of like us us is a good example all the houses in us yeah they're all around the lake they're all around are secluded from the town but they're all there and then you know driving distance if you need them but not right on each other anyway so they decide to do it they go out there um they have a great first day uh but the girl notices that there are the the daughter notices there are a lot of deer outside they're looking at her staring at her in the bushes one Two, three, four, five. It's like, oh, this is kind of weird. I didn't really think much of it. I, I didn't even see this for the trailer we discussed a while back about this film. I, so I didn't really know anything about it. I was like, are the deer here? This is going to be like the happening or some sort of like PETA movement or like global warming crisis. I'd, I couldn't tell. Uh, thankfully, you don't get to sit on the deer too long because um, before you know it, there's a knock on the door after the kids go down for bed. Ethan, uh, Ethan Hawk and Julia Roberts go to the door, and there's a there's a couple at the door, and it's Marshallah Ali uh who plays G H and his daughter Ruth, who's played by M- Malaya. Am I saying that right? L well, A yeah. Malaya. Okay. Yeah. Um and they are allegedly the owners of this house. And Julia Roberts <sighs> It's hard to say. They never fully answer is she racist? Is she not racist? She's definitely not racist. I think she's maybe She's just very trusting. Untrusting with a slight prejudice bias, like a stereotype bias, maybe.
1: She she does say, Why should I believe that this is your house? Yes. Which well, is she very doubles down on this.
0: I don't know how far I got. She doubles down on it and makes it all but clear that it's because they're black.
1: Uh I think she brings it up. What's, and Jem- and
0: Ma- Malia Malaya calls her out on it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so. anyway, so they're at the door. Julie Roberts said he won't let him in, but Ethan Hawks was like, let him in. GH explains to him, or Mr. Ali, that like, hey, obviously, we don't want to be here anymore and you want us here. Um, this really is our house. Let me come in and prove it. Uh, explains who he is. Explains that all the communication radios went out. Cell phones went out. Uh, everything's kind of dark. Like Something's gone wrong. We don't know what it is. Please let me in. So they let him in the house. Um, Ethan Hawk and uh, Julie Roberts talked for a little bit about it and he thought's like basically we're not going to send him out he knew where the key or he had a key to the locked cabinets like this is his place I believe him um, so she kind of go. Julie Roberts kind of goes down there and she grills him about his past he's he's kind of vague about what he does he just helps super rich clients and he's like a part of the Philharmonic um, so he's wealthy and worked his way up to the upper echelons but he has a lot of these wealthy clients is all you really know about him Um So they end up staying the night. They talk a little bit more or they talk a little bit more, stay the night next morning comes around. um, They're going to go try to uh, see what's going on out in the world. Cause the, when you turn on the news, it's nothing but, you know, emergency broadcast uh, that something's gone wrong. Seek shelter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, No cell phone service. uh, But when she wakes up this, that morning, Julia Roberts has a shocking couple of news flashes on her phone that hackers, are responsible for it and that it was an EMP nationwide attack and that all communication lines are down everywhere. Um, and then she couldn't prove it cause it went away. Um, she tells this to GH and GH starts to unpeel a little bit more of his story saying that one of his clients is like one of the wealthiest people in the world. This is where I stopped. Yeah. yeah. And that he made a joke a year or two ago prior to this, that Oh, I've had a great time, but I got to go meet with the evil cabal that runs the world. Ha, ha, ha. And he thought, you know, they laughed about it. Ha, ha, ha. But he got a call this night or the the night when they were on their way into the island and said, Hey, man, I need you to move. And they never said how much money it was, but he said it was a lot of money for him, way more than normal over to this account. And um, you won't hear from me for a while. He's like, Oh, okay. And he said uh, he told me to take care of myself. He said the way he told it to me was like in a, he almost felt sorry for me. Yeah. Um. And he said that he immediately went back to thinking about how this, how connected this is to the rich and powerful. And before all this stuff happened, he has to move all this money around and kind of gave him this ominous warning, like take care of yourself out there, you know? And I should mention on the way into town, uh, on the way to this retreat before any of this happened, Julia Roberts and them saw Kevin Bacon stacking, stocking up on doomsday supplies, basically. And uh, just hold bookmark that for a little bit later. Yeah. Um. so he's explaining this to Julia Robertson in the meantime <sighs> Ethan Hawke's character decides he's gonna drive into town while Mashallah Ali's at the house so they have someone there and uh, he's gonna drive into town see if he can get some help see what's going on um, cause they're like
1: this happens before I thought that conversation where she tells him this happens while he's out on the road no he, he it's right after he comes back because it's the next part is the flood it's all I know Cause he sees the dead body at the house next door. I
0: thought, I thought Ethan Hawk left before that. I thought the flood was later cause he comes back and then yeah. Ethan Hawk goes out. Yeah. So that's whenever the conversation... noise and the plane crash. Yeah, sh- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this conversation that they're having, I thought Ethan Hawk was gone during all this. And then when he comes back and then he tells his part no, of it, that's when out, the next, he's out
1: vaping with the daughter. No, that's later. Yeah, I was just watching it like 30 minutes ago.
0: One of our timelines are off. Doesn't matter. The same pr- same premise stands. So all this is happening, I guess, it doesn't really matter in the timeline. And even in this time, Ethan Hawke, at some point in this 24-hour de- span, yeah. goes into town. Uh, there's nothing there. Not a single other car on the road. Uh, he s- gets lost out there because he's no GPS. He's not familiar with it. He sees this Hispanic woman on the road. She's like pleading with him for help about something, but he can't understand her. So he tries to drive off In the background you see, which I wasn't sure what it was at first. I thought it was like a gas bomb or something. It's like this drone in the air, but you didn't know it was a drone dropping. What looked like was red gas. What I thought it was going to be red gas or something. They ended up being all these pamphlets that was in like Iranian that said death to America. Um, So he's gone for hours. And once he finally gets back, he brings it in says he got lost and you know, shows the pamphlet and his son's like, Oh yeah, this means death to America and it's Iranian. So they made, they immediately believe this is a terrorist attack and like Iran or Iraq or somebody's responsible for it. Right. from for Mashallah Ali. he's a little skeptical that it's that easy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and this is maybe where my timeline's off. So the next day, you know, goes and, um, Mashallah, Ali's like, well, I'm going to go up the next door to this next, my neighbor's house to see if they have what he was going for was a satellite phone. Um, and when he gets there, he notices there's stuff thrown all out in the yard. He thinks it's a little odd. He goes in, uh, gets a satellite phone. Satellite phone doesn't work. So that means our satellites are out, which is much bigger than just the on-ground EMP. This is like big scale stuff. So you can see the, yeah. the gravity in his face. Um, as he walks to the back porch um, in the backyard and sees the... It's not, not the ocean, is it? Uh, I think so, because it's Long Island. It's I couldn't like, tell because there's a big bay, like the final yeah. the final scene of the movie, which we'll talk about later. There's I couldn't tell if <laughs> it was a bay or not, but or just like a big lake, i'm not sure. So he's looking out over the ocean and um he sees this watch and he looks down. He notices he pulls it up into dead, dead hand. And he does like this big moment where he's like lost. The opening scene or lost. There's his plane crash that's been there. Yeah, and he's taking it all in. And when he looks up at the sky, he sees another plane uh-huh. coming down. Runs to the house. Plane crashes. Um. And the reason this makes a big deal about the planes is because his wife and Malia's mom uh was supposed to when all this went down, was supposed to be on a flight on her way home. So they are assuming the worst. Um, so he goes back, reports all of this. Um, in the meantime, that's been happening. There's these really loud supersonic sounds that like just deafening to everybody. Yeah. Um, which my guess would be those are EMP blasts. Um, just I don't know anything about yeah, cyber terrorism, but from Call of Duty and movies, the EMP blast apparently could sound like that. Uh, And so the family decides that they're going to have to just leave the white family, which is Julie Robertson. There's like, well, we can't stay here. We got to go. I don't necessarily believe you or trust you. We're going to take it, go try to get back into the city. And Mashallah Ali tries to warn them like, you know, this is real. And if everything we suspect is the city's the last place you want to go. So they go, nobody's on the roads. They get there and they see this big mass pile up basically of, or not, that look like the wreck. They just stop and they see all these, car so they get out and it's just a sea of white teslas just all then they'll look they're crashed they're crashed they're crashed and she starts looking at them and notices it says self-driving she turns around sees another one coming down the road and tells everybody to get back in the car real quick they get in the car throw it in reverse barely dodge it and it crashes into the other one then you see more coming down the pipeline and you realize that because of the terrorist attack uh, or part of the terrorist attack is like all the self-driving automation stuff is on the fritz and or so it's controlling block, it, yeah, controlling it to block busy intersections where they can't to or from cutting off a line of, you know, coming and going. Smart. Um, so they head on back to the their uh, home away from home, I guess. Not their home, home not home. Explain what happens, and maybe that's when Mashallah Ali opens up. I think that's yeah. when he tells them all that about his friend who was in the cabal. Um, there's also the daughter and the son, Archie and Rose, find that shed. Yes. Um, and that's that's a pivotal point of the film that comes back at the end. Okay. I um, don't
1: remember everything that was in the shed. So just a bunch of
0: like hunting stuff ropes, axes, bows, Okay, a pile of leaves. It looks like someone's been sleeping there. Okay. Uh, which that never gets fully answered. Just so right. you know, I'm not still sure about that. Um, and from that bunker, you can see, oh,
1: you put it together? I think so.
0: From that bunker, you it's a straight line shot to this brick house that no one knows anything okay. about. Um, but now I think I've understand why that's a straight line shot to that brick house. Um, fun note to add to the daughter is obsessed with friends and she made binge watch this whole series except for the final episode and all yeah. the EMP went out, so she can't watch the final episode of Friends. <laughs> She's just bitching the whole time she can't watch it. Um and you know, sad for her. Um so, uh, and this girl, the daughter keeps seeing all these deer increasingly more in volume too, like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 deer everywhere. Um, and one night, um, Mashallah Ali and Julia Roberts are drinking inside together and they're actually finally bonding for the first time. Did you make it here? No. And yeah, yeah.
1: This is whatever they're explaining. Just the two of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they uh, like, you know, I'm finally warmed up to you. Oh, good. I finally warmed up to you too. And he's like, well, let me show you something. And he takes her to this like giant record room where they just have like thousands of vinyls records and they start dancing together, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, Ethan Hawk is hanging out with his daughter, uh, Ruth, Ruth Malaya at the pool. And they're smoking a blunt together. Or a, I think it's like a marijuana vape pen actually look yeah. more like it. And uh, over by the pool. So everybody's getting to know each other. The other two kids they, you know, are up asleep and everybody's getting to know each other. And then, Julia Roberts and Michelle Ali start dancing together and holding each other. And, uh, they both like, we're both married. We can't do this. <laughs> and they don't do it. Cause then he opens up about his wife and the plane and Julia Roberts comfort him, not sexually just like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about it. And then, um, Malaya like, you're a professor. Have you ever boned any of your students? And he's like, no, he wasn't quite that blunt about it, but like, no, it's not, not kind of my thing, but also kind of, kind of vibes. Uh, but they didn't get to talk too too long about it because all of a sudden these the sound happens. or it's these flamingos come and land in the pool. Uh, did you make it to the flamingos? No. They hear this big shuffling. They get up and they look, and all of a sudden there's all these birds come run in the pool, and it's flamingos. Uh, they hang out in the pool, and it starts pouring down rain. Uh, and then the sound goes off again. They uh, have to cover their ears and whatnot. And everybody goes kind of retreats for the night, goes back to the rooms. And Malaya tells her dad like. I want you to sleep with me tonight. I'm scared. Dad's. Yeah. you know, and he's like, she's like, I think, uh, clay wants Ethan Hawke wants to have sex with me. He's like, what? She's like, well, he didn't say that. I don't think he would. Cause he's not that guy, but I could definitely <laughs> see him doing that. It was, it was kind of like a, just a shot yeah. at him a little bit. She's just like, I don't trust these people. And he was like, well, I do. I'm growing to trust him where, you know, where the, we may be, the, you know, we basically may yeah. be a new family because of the world and we're going to have to learn to trust each other. Um, And in this night, Julia Roberts went and switched, switched to her scene. They're all sharing their bed together and she notices her son is really warm and you notice early in the movie he has a tick bite. He pulls a pretty large infected tick off his leg. You probably saw that. That was earlier. In the I don't film. remember it, but yeah. Because you remember when him and the sister go running through the woods? The, yeah. He pulls a tick off his leg. Okay. A pretty big one. Um, So they thought it might be that, but when he wakes up that next morning, he's like, Oh, I don't feel so good. He's not warm anymore. He spits up blood and then starts easily like pulling out his teeth. Like they're brittle. All of his teeth just starts pulling them out. He does. Cause he's a kid. I don't understand what's going on. So his mom makes him stop. And that's when they decide they need to go get help. And they were, and he's like, well, there's two Marshall Ali's like, well, there's two people that I think can come help us. Let's go see Kevin Bacon first. So they go to Kevin Bacon's house, which his name is Danny. And he said he's a doomsdayer. Uh, he helped build part of this basement down here. I know, you know, how crazy he is. If anybody has the medicine or something, we need to be this guy. So Ethan Hawk, the son, and Marshal Ali go visit him. Um, when they get there, he's basically like, I'm not helping you all. It's the end of the world. You have no clue how bad it is out there. Uh, you know, kick rocks, basically, yeah. Gets him with a gun. Mashallah um, Ali and Clay. Try to talk to him about it. But Shah Lee gets mad, points a gun at him. So they're having the standoff. Clay ends up having to use his like diplomatic to calm him down. Um, and he's <laughs> explaining that, hey, listen, we're not the enemy; it's the Iranians. And he's like, Kevin is like, no, it's the Chinese or the Koreans. And he pulls out the pamphlet and shows it to him. And Kevin Bacon puts his gun down, sits down, smiles. He's like, basically, like they've this is they're creating chaos because he said his friend who is in intelligence. Uh, they sent the in other like Florida. So this has happened all over the United States. They have those same red pamphlets, but in different languages and different promos. So he said, whoever it is doesn't want to be known they're just creating misinformation. Um, and they start talking about the symptoms of this guy, uh, the son losing his teeth. And it's some sort of form of audio, aud- some terrorism. And it's, it happened in Cuba before. So he gave the kids some medicine. It's supposed to help him. Um, and he gives them a heads up, he's like, Hey, you know, I'm not opposed to helping you all in the future, but y'all should go check. I can't remember the neighbor's names or, uh, he goes, you know, I helped you build your basement, but he said the guys you're closer to your, your closest neighbors have like, uh, like nuclear shelter, like yeah. ready to survive for a lifetime down there. You should check them out. Um, so while they're over there doing this this probably takes the course over hours. Um, you have Malia and Roberts and grace that are, uh, Rose that are still back at the house and they can't find the daughter Rose anywhere. Um, and the night before when they were talking as a family, she's like, I'm tired of waiting. She's made that random statement. I'm tired of waiting. And no one knew what that meant. Well, she disappears. No one can find her. So they go on the hunt together to go find the daughter. Um, never do. Um, uh, but in the meantime, They're out there. uh, All these deers corner uh, Malaya and just stare at her. And then this giant freaking buck, this giant buck comes up to her. And it looks like they're about to like maul her to death. They're like a hundred bucks out there. And Julia Roberts comes in. They just had a pretty tense fight um, while they're looking for Rose. And she comes out there, starts acting crazy, like scaring them. Then they do it together. They have a bonnie moment. They hug and they laugh. And they say they're going to go find Rose together. And Julia Roberts catches the eye of the house that's right across from this line of view from inside the shed. And she starts walking that way and says Malaya to come on. And she's like, Malaya, Malaya, Malaya's frozen staring across this open venue. Yeah. And when you look over there, Julia Roberts goes and looks and she freezes and just holds her hand. And then it pans out and nuclear clouds are in the air going off in bright New York proper. You just see one mushroom cloud, one mushroom cloud. Helicopters flying in the air, shooting machine guns and dropping missiles. So it's just chaos, literally. And then it flips to the girl, Rose. She is found, she is in that house that you can see from the shed. Yeah. And she opens this door and it's this literally like nuclear bunker. She goes down there. They have food to last for who knows how long years. Uh, Got aquaponics, you know like a garden all sorts of stuff like these is this people, the start
1: of Biosphere
0: maybe this is where they <laughs> way bigger and nicer in Biosphere yeah and then she finds this DVD collection guess what she finds Friends Friends she turns it on sits in front of the TV the movie ends with bum ba da bum bum ba da, da bum ba da, 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 da. No, no it does not no one told you life was gonna be this way no it doesn't it does it is like that it ends with her sitting there getting to watch her season fin- series finale of Friends now, I am missing a lot of tension. I can't convey talking about it. The payoff, though, is one of, is subjective. I like to believe that Kevin Bacon has convinced them enough, like, hey, because he told them that's the house they need to go to. Is that house? And they all end up there? Well, the girl's already there. Rose. Yeah. Kevin Bacon has pointed the guys, the brother and the two dads, to that house. And then Julia Roberts, that's where she was headed until she saw that Malia was staring off at something else. No, nah, it sounds like Rose is the only one there. And they're all going to die. Yeah. Because of the blast. Yeah. I don't know how far a nuclear blast goes. I mean. 60 miles, I think, but not not kill blast. I think as you just the, dam- the radiation, the though, radiation goes 68 miles or 60 something miles. But I don't know how long you have to be exposed. I'm not a nuclear expert, but I don't know. You know. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Wow. Um I might have to get Caitlin to watch this. The, I think the Abby friends, would like it. The Fred's tie in alone would be enough mm-hmm. to sell it for her. Um But yeah, doesn't really sell it for me.
0: No, and like I said, I'm missing some context there, I guess, probably, but oh, the shed. I my guess is yeah. that the why it looks like there's someone been laying there. I bet there's a hatch there and that's why it's a direct line of sight. That's where the bunker exits. I bet there's like a, another, it's not just one way out through the stairs in the main house. Okay. My guess is there's another way to exit. And that's why that part was so perfectly cut. Like someone would lift something up and down, not like a body laying there. Like the brother was making it sound like, um, well, and and then that's why it's kind of so poetic. They could have, they've literally all been in that same room a hundred times. So they just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but no, I really like to leave the world behind, uh, Jalen Waddle, get a touchdown. I'm up, I'm up by oh. point.
1: So unless he has an interception or a fumble or a fumble, you want, um, I think, I think I'm a win. good for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, that means you have me. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's a two week period.
1: Uh, it's, yeah, a, it's, a, right. it's not just one yeah. week.
0: It's two full weeks. Total score. Um, anyway so leave the world behind I gave four stars I really enjoyed it but because of some of the ambu- ambiguity and because of the I don't it used to be that films like this were a dime a, or like a rarity now they become a dime a dozen where everything is so subjective to how you want to end I just wish filmmakers would go back to making a stance and just yeah and making like here's how I want the film to end so here's how I'm ending the film um I don't know if this has source material or not. It feels like it, it's based off a book. I would say this feels like a novel. Yeah. Um, so maybe this on the novel end. So good for you for keeping it. But at the same time, I just kind of wish that I feel like we just get so many of these films with open ended endings. Um, I yeah. just want to kind of go back to people making a choice But okay. as a whole. I really enjoyed this film. I was entertained from beginning to end. Uh, it's a lot of different genres kind of mashed into one. Um, if anything, that's my biggest critique. It had a lot of different things going for it and never fully explored all of them so i'm left with like a really good film that i just kind of was left wanting yeah for in some ways but four stars i really enjoyed it i would watch it again all right uh next film um there's something in the barn
1: let's, let's I, fly through no, these we, not we, much we already, I okay. know, that was a long yeah
0: deep dive but uh so this movie sucks um Traditions die hard. An American family fulfills their dream of moving back to their roots after inheriting a remote cabin in the mountains of Norway. There's a surprise waiting for them. So this stars uh, Martin Starr. Uh, it's really the only person I know of this whole film. Um, there was one other actor I want to name, uh, Cal Helevang Larsson, who plays Toraj. Uh, he was actually really fun. I enjoyed watching him in this film. Other than that, um, so this film is literally about what it says. Some great uncle died. Allegedly, and they inherited his barn in Norway or a super nice house in Norway and the barn that's attached to it. Um, what they don't know is that everybody who lived in this house gets murdered by the barn elves, <coughs> uh, which are these little elves that live in this barn and all throughout Norway. They have this holler. If you need help, they do this like little scream. Um, they can be friendly. They don't like loud noises. They don't like change and they don't like bright lights, which.
1: So these gnomes are just known to be barn real. Barn elves. Barn elves are just known to be real to all lore. people. It's lore. A lore. Lore. Okay. Uh,
0: very, Some people believe them. It's kind of like Santa Claus or Krampus or, you know, whatever. The Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. There's lore, but no one can f- prove it. Um, But anyway, this little boy sees the barn elf and tries to befriend it and kind of does for a little bit. And then, you know, while they're moving into this place, they want to turn the barn into a bed and breakfast, a holiday themed bed and breakfast that actually pisses the barn elves off and then full war breaks loose. Um, because one of the guys says, you know, in order to free the elves to forgive you, you have to make them the special dish. Well, his dad eats the special dish, so he gives him this like soured fish special that they have, but it's like some sort of like Christmas dish they're supposed to eat. While well, the elf finds it insulting, and they declare full on war. And you know, the family riot, riot, riles together. They go to war against the elves. There's some really funny, gruesome deaths in the film, which were enjoyable. Um, there are some. Some comedic moments where I chuckled. But as a whole, I gave this two and a half stars just because there's just not much to it. Uh like there's something in the barn, it's barn elves, and they team together after one almost dies. He lets his cry out, and all of a sudden you have 25 elves and they go to war. Then in the downtime they eat and drink and fart. And it's like, you know. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it, it's like it tried too hard to be a campy Christmas film. Yeah. Instead of just being a fun Christmas film like Violent Night was a fun Christmas film yeah. that didn't try to be campy. Uh and it's gonna be a I for me feel like it's gonna be a classic now, which we'll talk about Thursday. But uh there's something the barn does not do that. Uh I was very disappointed. Um I didn't hate my time with it. Two and a half stars. I mean there's some enjoyment there, but if, if you've been listening to this for any length of time or you know me, two and a half is pretty low rating for yeah, me. Yeah it is. Um so I, I I didn't I didn't have the greatest of time with it, but I didn't hate it. You know, there's just not much there. Um, next one I'll talk about Wish Uh, this is Disney's latest film uh, theatrical film uh, 2023 Um, it's very short 95 minutes long Uh, be careful what you wish for Asha a sharp-witted idealist makes a wish so powerful that it is answered by a cosmic force a little ball of balanced energy called Star and it is a star together Asha and Star confront a most formidable foe the ruler of Rosas King Magnifico to save her community and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars. Wondrous things can happen. Um, I gave this film three and a half stars. Abby gave it two and a half, but has bumped it up to three cents um, <laughs> out of pressure. No. Okay. And it's got a 2.7 overall. Um, The ratings are all over the place for this yeah. film. Um, It's a kind of a return to form for Disney. There's a lot of, <laughs> 2D animation. We don't get a lot of 2D animation yeah. from Disney anymore. I like that. There's a lot of 3D animation. Then there's a lot of hybrid animation. And then there's like Spider-Verse kind of stuff in there too. All of that I loved. Visually, this movie is incredible. It looks fantastic. Uh the songs are also so different. Like, it's not, it's not the normal like Disney, like Encanto, like you just can immediately sing along to like. I'm just gonna play a clip so it won't get copyrighted, so just a quick clip. clip. So you can.
1: You've been not the okay. Man.
0: okay, right. So there's that, and then like this is the big one.
1: Okay. it's not where we belong, and
0: I, think this is part okay, of I still think has. we can get copyrighted.
1: So,
0: that one's all right, right? But it's all like, <laughs> so Julia Michaels, you know who that is the artist singer. Yeah. Abby loves Julia Michaels. She composed and wrote all the songs for this film. Um, you know who she is, right? You know yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird choice. Yeah. But uh, Abby loves her music. Um, and she's written for Taylor Swift, which for me, all the songs sound like a Taylor Swift record uh which makes sense when i found out julia michaels wrote it uh so ariana debose voices asha and she's great she fits the voice perfect like when i think of like indina menzel as elsa one of the worst miscast voices ever um i mean she can sing she just doesn't fit the voice of the character but ariana debose nails asha chris pine (coughs) nails magnifico like Brilliant! Like I love Chris Pine in this, and he can actually sing. Now I can tell his voice has been tuned a bit. You yeah. can tell uh, where you, it's different with Asha. It's not. I uh, mean, The
1: Rock and Maui. Like,
0: oh, he's probably better than that. Yeah, uh, but his his songs are pretty good. Um, and then you have like Alan Tudyk does Valentino the Goat, which is fun. Uh, Victor Victor Garber's in it as Sabino. Uh, there's a pretty fun voice cast. Evan Peters is in it, uh, but for me the best part about this film is like, this is a cell this film wish is a literal celebration of the early days of Disney. Yeah. Um, so her, she has seven best friends. I didn't realize this till about 30 minutes through the seven best friends are the seven doors from snow white. Yeah. Like you have dopey. They're all characteristics. that was super neat. Uh, the villain King Magnifico is a gender swap of Maleficent. Yeah. His powers are the same. And even he does mirror mirror on the wall multiple times. And when he gets... At the end, when he gets vanquished, he gets sucked in and his face... As his final face gets sucked in there, it's the mirror on the wall. So that's what he turns into. Um, when the star comes down to Earth, uh, it turns like these mushrooms into talking mushrooms. It looks something straight out of the original Alice in Wonderland with the animation. Cool. It was super neat. Uh, all the forest creatures come to come to life. And the bear... I'm a big Robin Hood fan. Love the, the fox Robin Hood. Yeah. And little John is a bear in there. And... Uh, one of the the thump the rabbit who does the thumper from Bambi thump. He's like, oh hey hey John, it's good to see you again. So they named the John bear, yeah. and then they, he sees a deer and he smacks it on the butt and said, hey Bambi, how you do? Like, there's so much fun little Easter eggs here in this film, Uh from the songs to like there's Tarzan references. There's over a hundred Disney Easter eggs in this film. Yeah, uh, some subtle, some not subtle at all, purposely not subtle. Um Like literally the star that comes down from the sky which is super cute marketing just literally is just a marketing ploy but super cute literally does fireworks and Mickey ears and then winks at the camera like yeah yeah, you know, like stuff like that too which I love that kind of stuff a lot of people are dumping on this because it's like oh this is just a Disney celebration ad 100% is this is just a rehash a 100, 100
1: year anniversary
0: yeah. that's what this film is it's yeah. a short it's what it is and it is just it is a basically a mashup retelling of Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. It's like literally those two films had a baby, and this is that film, but it's not trying to hide it. Like so, like King Magnifico, and I'm I'm not gonna deep dive this film. So just the crux here: they, cre- him, and his wife created this town as like a wish that came true, and they just wanted to be able to grant the wishes of the people that live there. So when everybody turns eighteen, they give King Magnifico their wish, and he he collects them, but they forget about their wish, whatever they whenever they give it up. So once a month he grants one of his kingdom's people their wish back and makes it come true, whatever it is. Uh, and then he realizes that if he doesn't grant the wishes and he absorbs them, he becomes more powerful. So I'm skipping ahead, but that's how he becomes the villain. Cause he's not a villain at first. He also looks just like my brother-in-law, Josh Hughes could be a twin in this film. Like the whole time I was like, wow, my yeah. brother-in-law could really have a villain arc if he <laughs> wanted to. Uh, but like at one point he's like, this one guy's name was Peter. And he goes, Huh, you want to fly and fight pirates, huh? No way. Uh to the, to the frying pan for you, Peter Pan. Crushes it. And then he's like, oh, you want to be a nanny and fly around with your umbrella? Pop that dream. Mary Poppins. Uh he does like the like so many fun Easter eggs for me. Like I just had a really good time with Wish. Three and a half stars. Uh is is a low rating for me for a Disney film. Yeah. But I would watch this again. Violet loved it. Um, which is obviously all that mattered to me for her first movie. So this will always hold a special place for me now. Uh, I get the hate. I really do. I don't have a hard time. Just like when Abby said two and a half stars, like I can see that. Um, I'm pretty firm on three and a half, even taking violet out of the mix (laughs) just because I love a good Easter egg. I'm all about a good arrangement for music. I had a great time with this film. Uh, so which was good. Uh, 2.7 letterbox seems a tad low. I could, this should probably be a three flat, but I don't know. Gotcha. Um, Next one, I'm just gonna blitz through this one because it sucked, and I'm lowering my rating as we speak. Shin Godzilla, what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you Godzilla people that you see a movie like Shin Godzilla and you're like, "Wow, this is a 4.0 movie." Collectively, on Letterboxd? y'all are stupid. I have to watch it now. Y'all are stupid. This film. Especially when you go see Godzilla minus one, which is the exact same movie three hours later. So, Shin Godzilla twenty sixteen it's literally uh, about Godzilla. uh, Not, but not like the Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla is not our friend here
1: because he hates Japanese people. Yes, version. Yes, which is a Japanese Japanese, uh, production
0: company, basically the birthplace of Godzilla. Yes, and Godzilla come like so. He starts out as like this freaking dorky freaking turtlefish with these bug eyes. And as he stays longer on land, he adapts and grows and mutates into the Godzilla we know, which is fine. I can get past the bad shot. Like, the visuals in this movie are so bad. Like, the CGI is atrocious sometimes. Like, I just wasn't expecting that because this movie's been so hyped to me. Like, I just just was shocked. Uh, And the dialogue in this film is way too much. Like, for being a Godzilla movie, there's way too much human element. Like, way too much. But on the flip side, I'm about to praise that for Godzilla minus one. Yeah. It's just all about how you do it. There's no, there's no urgency. There's no, there just felt like there was no purpose. Like, I don't know. I thought Shin Godzilla was super disappointing. Visually disappointing. I just didn't have a good time. Did not have a good time. I had it at three stars. I lowered it to two and a half just now. Um, just skip to 2016 and go watch the 2023 Godzilla minus one. Uh, you have a, uh, few more days to go see it in the theatrical run, I believe. Uh, So I'm going to go to Godzilla minus one now. Uh, 2023 directed by Takashi Yamakaze. Uh, Post-war Japan from zero to minus. Uh, In post-war Japan, a new terror rises. Will the devastated people be able to survive, let alone fight back? Real great effing movie. Great effing movie. This is the best Godzilla's ever looked. You know, it's including the Warner Brothers, (laughs) uh, whoever does, New Line Cinema, whoever does, the new ones, way better. Way better. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to butcher all these names of these amazing actors and actresses who star in this film. Uh, no, I'm not even going to try. Uh, but the whole cast of this film incredible, and you have uh, Japanese Mark Ruffalo in this film, which I know that makes no sense unless you've seen the movie. But if you've seen the movie, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, so you know this film stars uh, a kamikaze pilot who is in World War. Uh, post-war Japan uh, and he decides he doesn't want to kill himself and grounds his plane on this remote island where they have like a airship repair and yeah. when he gets there you know the people realize that t- nothing's wrong with this plane he's going to get taken away because he didn't do his duty and that night a small well when I say g- small it's like he was still the size of a T-Rex from Jurassic Park if not probably bigger yeah shows up on this island and kills everybody there except for uh, the main guy, Koshi, and uh, air pilot, uh, air mechanic, they live, but the air mechanic blames him for everything because he didn't. And you know,
1: I've heard this movie described as kind of Ocean's Eleven like, like a team of symbols decides they're gonna, yeah, has that elements.
0: Yeah, I've never, I, I wasn't like die. the moment you said it, I wasn't like, I know my face is like, no, but it, no, you're right, like, I never would have put that there, but yeah, yeah. an unlikely team
1: comes together to yeah. face this.
0: So when he gets back from this Island, um, and tries to, he, nobody believes him about this Godzilla thing. Cause that's what the locals called. It was Godzilla. Um, and another 10, he comes around every, like at this point, like every 10 years. And the next time he came back, well, he gets back from the war. His parents are dead. Uh, they lost the war. Everybody kind of blames him. He's shunned and he meets this girl. She's adopted this orphan kid. She found her parents died and they kind of just kind of become this family together. um, And in order to make money, he goes and does mine sweeping with these with this with the scientist, a former Navy captain and a kid. Right. So there's your unlikely team. Uh, Obviously, Godzilla comes back around. He's double the size now. He wreaks terror on the town, goes back to the ocean. Uh, Godzilla comes back again. Now they're having to try to come up with a better plan. The U.S. and Russia have given them clearance to get some of their warship back, some planes back. They hatch a plan. Godzilla comes back. He's massive now. Uh, their plan fails. He comes back one more time now. He's like, Godzilla, you know, and they have to try to bring him down. Um, so I don't want to spoil it because it was really good. Yeah. And you should watch this film. I, but I for me, the, the visual effects in this film were stunning. Uh, for having less than $15 million budget. Yeah. I'm blown away by how good this film. This is the best looking Godzilla ever so good but godzilla almost take for where i criticize shin godzilla godzilla almost takes a backseat to how freaking good and enthralling the human stories are for here oh, I mean, like
1: yeah the fallout of hiroshima y- like world two like
0: y- yeah like just the the connections in this film like in the stakes and the love It's a lot there's an amazing intricate love story here and like It's also kind of funny. It's a comedy in some ways, but not forced. Like (coughs) Godzilla minus one is like everything you could want in a movie wrapped up into one. I don't know why I'm at four and a half and not five. I could probably bump it if I watched it again, but I'm not ready to do that unless I watch it again. But if you can go see it on a big screen, see it on a big screen because man, this was a marvel to see live. Uh, I would have loved to have seen this on a... IMAX screen it would have been incredible but no Godzilla minus one one of my all time favorite creature features now like incredible movie incredible movie I had a great time so definitely go see Godzilla minus one I think out of all my movies this year Godzilla minus one so I've seen 104 2023 it's number 11 wow that's that's super high for a creature movie yeah like but it's not just a creature film man like the just the, the human element is amazing it's so good and the acting is incredible just godzilla minus one is incredible overall so that's it nice. that's it sorry i know i had we spent some time on a couple of those but that's all right watched uh, a lot of movies a lot of new movies i did i did uh so let's jump into the news yeah right, oh, open me up with a24
1: oh yeah a24 has signed a deal with order brother discovery to exclusively stream movie releases on max this is huge yeah this is great uh i think it just dang, Mostert has 22 points already for yeah me. he's been putting up points um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just uh, it solidifies not only a twenty fours popularity with fans that Warner Brother would would seek them out and do this, but it also on the other side, like a twenty four is. Is like I I don't know the exact word, but like they are. Intentionally trying to grow their enterprise yes. in a sense, uh, wanting Which to do is, more action is wanting, good and bad. Yes, I'm yeah. not
0: sure. Now I'm fine with a24 somehow making tasteful action and a24 yeah, action, no, like you know yeah, what I mean. They will, but I could also see it going the other yeah, way. Yeah, if
1: if everywhere all at once like that that to me it, it's a drama, that's what and mean, sci-fi. Yeah. But like that's it's an I action like dream scenario. But could you imagine like like Sicario to me mm-hmm. feels like. It could be on A24. Honestly, honestly feels yeah. like it could be A24 in a way. It that, would be like the, that would be the line. Yeah.
0: But, you know, I could I could see it. But no, this is huge, and I'm glad to have somewhere I can watch all these films. Yeah. Eventually. That's gonna be super good when we do <laughs> A24 in review. So uh you know what else is coming? <laughs> Saul oh. eleven. Saul eleven is coming. Uh, and unfortunately, they're teasing 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 as well. Uh, have you seen any of the Saw movies? Uh, I've seen like
1: the first three.
0: I mean, they're not bad films. Yeah. Uh, but I this franchise seems like it's just on its last leg, but it's it, got rejuvenated. It, it
1: feels like one of those things where Chris Rock almost killed it. Yeah. It feels like one of those things where a company has IP hold of over it. Yeah. And they have to release some stuff to. to Keep hold of it, or else somebody's going to snatch it and probably do it better. Well, Saw so. Ten had pretty great reviews.
0: uh but Surprising, they, I know. They lost it with Spiral, the prequel, with Chris Rock, and that was terrible. I watched that one; it was awful. uh But are, are you? uh I'm assuming the Saw story doesn't do anything for you because you're not torture porn kind of guy either.
1: I mean, torture porns your jam. I, I mean, I don't, I don't actually mean pornography. It out. But no, no, you no. Know what I mean I, by torture porn. Yeah, it's it's excessively gory yeah um i don't seek it out but i could like would you rather first for sadist yeah yeah
0: um so (sighs) this next story is odd disney is bringing many titles to netflix in 2024 i didn't attach the list because it was long but stuff like lost prison break not like disney 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 but like their abc ABC box properties um It's odd to me Um, in this world of all this streaming.
1: Well, I mean, you're seeing it. I mean, this is this has been a streamer trend recently. Um, Max recently let go a lot of their titles that have now been showing on Netflix, actually. Yeah. Um, Insecure is one of those that like didn't have like a suits moment. But yeah, I mean, people that had never seen it before are now getting a chance to because it's kind of been this HBO exclusive. Yeah um and so you know i i think it's just a way for them to make money it's kind of like this royalties like type of benefit for these these companies to make money so and hopefully the actors and directors, all these people that were involved in with them yeah. too.
0: yeah maybe it'll give me my lost revival i want so bad
1: yeah goes um uh,
0: It'd be awesome if Chuck got another revival. Well,
1: that's been one of the one of the upsides to the Suits thing is that so many people have been pushing because I don't know how the show ended, but. Suits I, is awesome. Yeah. I don't know if the show ended the way that people no, really wanted. It did not. And so there's been a lot of talk of like either a spinoff or whatever. And it sounds like the actors, everyone involved have been fine, except uh, fine with it, except like obviously began barkle yeah which so. you could do it without her yeah anyway yeah. uh,
0: so zachary levi uh on if he could return and james Gunn's james <laughs> james Gunn's dcu in a new role like sean Gunn, uh and then this is this was his response when you're the brother of the guy who runs dc i guess you get to play who you want yeah people have been dragging old zachary levi a lot lately <laughs> Not only is he get He's dragged... He's making it for pretty being, easy. Yes. Not only does he get dragged already because of his conservative vocal... Yeah. Conservative <coughs> Christian Republican reviews, or reviews, but also because he says stupid stuff like this all the time. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's saying what everybody's thinking. As soon as I saw that Sean Gunn was cast as Maxwell Lord, which was Pedro Pascal's character from Wonder Woman, um, I was like... <sighs> It's James because he's James Gunn's brother. Like he's I mean, saying what we're all thinking. Sean, Sean Gunn's Sean a great, Gunn's, he's a yeah. good actor. And he I agree. does well. He does well in James Gunn's stuff. I agree. I just immediately I did think the same thing. Well, duh, he's gonna but not like in like a I guess my tone is not yeah. how I thought. I was like, well, duh, I knew he was gonna get cast as something. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not that I don't blame Zachary Levi for that, because that he ousted basically all of them, which is finally the probably the final straw that Gal Gadot's for sure ousted as good. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think so too. Gal Gadot, <laughs> I think just isn't a great actress I but, yeah. well that's a conversation for another day um I would definitely star uh next to her though in a romantic film <laughs> um but well, that's for another conversation too uh anyway uh do you like Zachary Levi not not, not do you like his take here saying uh, it as a celebrity or do you think this sound comes off as petty it comes across as petty yeah, in his too. position
1: so what yep. his position yeah
0: yep. I guess those American underdog checks as Kurt Warner aren't coming through yeah I guess so um Timothy Chalamet, we talked about him earlier. Yeah. He calls Tom Holland, quote, the ultimate Riz
1: master. Wow. Yeah. I kind of believe it. Timothy Chalamet, although he's an amazing actor on TV, I don't think he, I don't, you don't feel like he has Riz? I don't think he got it. You think Tom does? Like, yeah.
0: I mean, he's pulled off Zendaya for all this time. Exactly.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't, an ama- I hate- Tom Holland has amazing golf swing. I'm very jealous. Does he? Yeah, he plays golf. Oh yeah, he's really good. Could he go play? Like at PGA? Uh he's played like some pro abs. Oh. Done really well. Shocking. I yeah. know that.
0: Um you know so who you know what else has done really well? Who's that? Godzilla. Yes. Minus one. They? Uh them? I don't know. He so this last weekend, uh Godzilla Minus One earned eight point three in the film's second week. Uh or the second US weekend, a twenty seven percent drop. One of it's, the lowest drops of 2023. Third, actually, lowest drop I looked up later of 2023. <laughs> a Godzilla foreign language film. No English. Yeah. It's one of the best weekend drops of the year. That's yeah. insane.
1: A, f- it, for a, a movie, foreign language film. For a movie that has been like word of mouth almost oh, yeah. exclusively. Grassroots campaign, yeah. basically. This, this was
0: literally the... Like the marketing for this, the they've already come out and said they thought this was just gonna be a Thursday through Sunday pool. Yeah. Limited. And now it's extended three weeks past. And it's just killing so it. excited. Yeah.
1: I'll probably do a weekday like you, viewing of this.
0: Not, you don't have much longer. So we're only
1: playing until the fourteenth. I guess we get. Yeah. Um
0: no, this movie's incredible. I'm super happy for it. It's got like five news stories about it in and of itself, but how well it's doing at the box office, but Um, It's the highest. The only one I remember offhand is it's the highest rated or the highest grossing foreign language film to ever release in theaters in America. Wow. So, yep, it's great. Fantastic movie. Uh, Wildest news story of the day. Keanu Reeves' house has been robbed and the burglar stole one firearm. John Wick's house got robbed and all they did was steal his gun. I mean...
1: Which Keanu Reeves is a known I mean, Second like, Amendment is this is this like a super fad trying to know. steal? They still haven't caught him. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the
0: balls of breaking to break into anybody's house? A. B. Keanu Reeves' house? Yeah. Knowing that he does majority of his own stunts and is an avid firearm collector.
1: Yep. Like he does the the drills or like the yeah, I, whatever no, those courses are of called.
0: All the actors in Hollywood I yeah. could potentially break into. I think he would be on the bottom of my list. Not just because he's Keanu Reeves, but because of just oh, who he is, and he can kill you. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Matthew McConaughey will star in his first ever video game, Exodus. I should have shown you a trailer for it. Yeah, you should have. Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. It's like, I love the Mass Effect trilogy. It's it's basically Interstellar 2, the video game. Who's, ju- who's? Uh... I don't know, I don't, I don't have like okay. a director. Um, I mean, I guess it probably does, but it's not like that. Gotcha. Um. It looks incredible. I cannot wait to play this. His voice acting looks great. His character looks great. The game, most importantly, looks freaking awesome. I cannot wait to get into the sci-fi world that they're building in Exodus. Um, Disney is considering adding shopping and gaming components to Disney Plus. In what aspect? Like like Netflix has like gaming. Netflix actually has some decent games on there now. I was looking the other day. Okay. Um, like... Stuff that I was playing like eight, nine years ago on Xbox, but showing up on now, here.
1: Disney already has the feature where you can shop like merchandise for whatever movie or series or whatever you're watching as well. So I, I, I hope this doesn't go like the prime route to where everything is there. Like like the vault stuff they don't have for streaming purposes. I don't know. Uh, I forget exactly what prime does, but it like their user interface and everything kind of forces everything down your throat. Oh yeah. Well, so, like
0: I, have, I, we have two fire TVs downstairs and yeah. it's an ad. Every time we turn on the TV for yeah. Prime. you turn on the TV and it starts up pro- ad. It's obnoxious. Yeah, that is. Yep. Um, Taylor Swift <laughs> is Tom's person of the year for 2023. Good for her. Were you surprised by this? Uh, no. Did you see her gold globe nomination? No. Oh, can't okay. wait. To talk okay. about that later. Okay. Uh, a Ken spinoff is in the works. Greta Gerwig, quote,
1: can't comment. Can't comment is better than won't comment. Yes. Um, do we need a Ken spinoff? Uh, I don't think so, because I feel like I Barbie kind of. I don't want a Barbie a lot. universe. It I just want Barbie lot. to be a one time. Beautiful thing that happened. Yeah.
0: But it's not going to be
1: no, because it's Warner brother. Yeah, uh,
0: they're just they're going to run this into the ground. Yeah, uh, which is, which is sad. Um We got a first look at Sasquatch Sunset starring Jesse Eisenberg as a Sasquatch quote full makeup, full body hair, no lines. I grunt, but no lines. This is a new Ari Aster film.
1: I mean, this sounds awesome. Yeah,
0: uh, the first look looks great. Yeah. Uh, Ari Aster, Jesse Eisenberg, Sasquatch, sign me up. I need no more details than that, so I'm, I'm all the way in. Uh, last couple of news stories. Hugh Grant. This this is my favorite one, I think, of the night. Or says the last news story too. Hugh Grant says he hated playing an Oompa Loompa in Wonka. Who could have seen that coming? I couldn't have hated the whole thing more. He states it was because the mocap was like a crown of thorns, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, Hugh Grant, the fact that he's playing an Oompa Loompa. And Wonka is just hilarious to me, A. And B, the fact that he didn't have a good time doing it is also just just feels so Hugh Grant.
1: Uh, I don't have the news pulled up in front of me because I've been dialed into this uh, Tennessee-Miami game that Will Levis just put one up. On the two-point <laughs> two conversion. But in the news, is there also the fact that the director would send... <laughs> Naked Umpa-Lumpus. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him... The, like, that. That feels like Leto, like dead rats to margot robbie yeah vibes. who directed that uh wonka. wonka
0: it was i don't know i'm not sure either i don't remember doesn't matter um oh yeah he did make another one since then too dang this is a great game looks
1: like yeah uh but anyway uh, yeah paul king directed wonka gotcha paddington uh um, so he's the paddington guy yeah yeah
0: um that's it. That's all our news stories. That's all of our what we've been watching what I, Jonathan's been watching and yeah. uh, our trailer roundup. You got any closing thoughts?
1: No. I don't want to talk anymore. Well, you can rest your voice from okay. there. Uh
0: We'll be back Thursday where we discuss uh, some of the Christmas movies we watched, like Christmas with the Cranks, The Santa Claus, Jingle All the Way, The Family Man, Bad Santa 2, and Violent Night. Uh, and we also will break down the Golden Globe nominations and kind of give our thoughts on some of the key ones <laughs> and... Uh, based on that, who we think may be some winners and some snubs um, in the process. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you guys Thursday. Uh, like us. Review us. Tell us how great we are. Leave us through uh, five stars. We strive for fives, baby. Strive for fives. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>